This is Adrian Young, and I'm enjoying my time vibing out with art by Odell. It's your man Odell for Odell's Roundtable, and we are back for another episode. Like I stated a couple weeks back, we're still going to have the Relationship Roundtable. Shout out to everybody that's on the Roundtable, uh, whether it be DJ Knotts, Lita, Tiara, Petrina. Love those conversations, love the discussions, love the feedback we get. But also, with the Roundtable, I wanted to use my format and my platform to also interview some great people. I have the pleasure to be around numerous DJs, rappers, singers, sports people, political people, and I love to have sit-down interviews and I want to introduce the rest of the world to these great people. And for this episode, we have legendary DJ Jamad. DJ Jamad stops by to talk about how he started his DJ career, what inspires him, what's going on with him now, what he has planned for the future. I also want to thank Brittany from Alone in Atlanta uh, from ATL Remix for also helping me co-host this episode, we both sat down and asked Jamal a bunch of questions, and he also just enlightened us and gave us the backdrop on his whole story, his DJ journey, how he came from Allentown, PA, all the way to Atlanta, and what motivates him and what pushes him now. So sit back, relax, enjoy. We appreciate you for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the platforms. Leave us a comment, but sit down, listen. And here is the interview with DJ Jamad here on Odell's Roundtable. And we are back. It's your man Odell for Odell's Roundtable. And um, like I said, still joined here with Brittany, along the Atlanta from ATL Remix. And we have our special guest here. Uh, Brittany, we have Jamad, DJ Jamad. DJ Jamad, Jamad, Jamad. Afro Mentals. Mr. Afro Mentals himself. You know, I was going to ask if uh, Jamad had any uh, comment about the whole uh, Ice Curry thing. He was like, man, I don't watch TV. He was like, he was like who's that? Mm, mm, mm. You know, Jamad's too busy listening to music and drinking water and stuff, man. <laughs> he said, drink your water, Lord. <laughs> Drink your water. Drink your water. <laughs> Drinking water, man. But, you know, but like I said, we have DJ Jamad here. You know, real quick, Brent, it's funny because, uh, you know, I've been in Atlanta for like 10 years now, okay? Mm-hmm. And Jamad is one of the few people that I actually knew about before I moved to Atlanta when I was living in Alabama. What? So I, had, I would come up and I would buy, like, Afro-mental mixtapes and everything. So I really didn't even know... Which might look like and I was like, man, you know, these mixtapes are dope. So it's it's funny. Fast forward, right? So I I'm still living in Montgomery, Alabama, and I would come up and visit. And when I moved up here, when I finally moved up here, I started moving in these media circles and radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, running into Jamad. It's one of those things. Like I said, it was the first time I met somebody who had already 
kind of knew about, but I didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. And I, I met him. I was like, oh, it's like, this is Jamal. Like, DJ Jamal, you know, but Jamal is like, <laughs> no, he's not on that Hollywood, like, I'm DJ Jamal. I'm like, I'm just DJ Jamal, you know? But so, you were. You was like, can I get an autograph? Like, you was all don't, like, don't start. <laughs> I don't fanboy out. Come on. Don't, 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 don't play me like that. Odell's like, ah! No, I was just happy. No, because, like I said, I, when I would purchase, as you can see, a lot of these, these mix, I have many Afro-Mental mixtapes, but it was just the quality that was put into it, uh, the effort that was put into it, the work, you know, and I mean, like I said, I'm a visual artist as well, so his medium, the way, way he would compose a mix CD, I was like, man, I get a chance to finally meet DJ Jamad, and this was really cool. So like I said, that's, I appreciate that's, that's, it. I'm humbled to be here, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you having me on the show. Oh, man. Well, it's really an honor, yeah. Oh, man, I like well, doing interviews, actually, you know, I don't talk much, but when I do get the opportunity, you know, I speak up. That's what I'm saying, too, so, yeah, we, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we're talking with Jamad, <laughs> this is not, you know, he, he doesn't really... Open it up too much, you know. Jamal yeah. be laying in the cut. You had to yeah, catch Jamal, Jamal on social be media. down on the turntables. <laughs> give you a nod. All right, let me get back to work. Little finger point, like, yeah. Hey, you know, I see you. Everything <laughs> exactly. Now you know. Let's go back to the beginning. So Allentown, PA. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I grew up um, in the High Valley area, basically like Allentown, Bethlehem, and Easton. It's like a cluster, a cluster of three cities. Okay. Um, it's about an hour from Philly, about an hour and 15 minutes from New York. So it's like right in this little valley. So um, I grew up there, um, basically, um, really actually a cool place to grow up, you know, because, you know, you can ride bikes, motorcycles, you know, you yeah. go fishing at the canal. Okay. Ice skating when it freezes up in the wintertime. <laughs> Uh, Young Jamad out there fishing and ice skating. Be- yeah, Bethlehem still, you know, we still like walk on the tracks and stuff like that. Okay. You know? So it was like, um, it was really kind of like a cool experience because, you know, uh, you had Philly, you had New York, you were basically exposed to the culture, you know, with hip hop and stuff like that. So I was listening to Red Alert, mm. uh, you know, Chuck Chill Out, right. and uh, Pete Rock, Mr. Magic, stuff like mm. New York, you know, we would try to get reception and stuff like that because you know with the mountains <laughs> there you know get a lot of you know uh, interference and stuff like that but yeah of course we mostly listen to like you know on sundays i used to run home um after church to listen to lady b she used to have okay. a show called street beat so and then there'll be like djs like jeff mills and mm. um, then later on after that uh cosmic right here, yeah cosmic take your notes but then i moved to atlanta in 87 so my family was like hey you know we're moving to atlanta you want to go i'm like why not? Because <laughs> it gave me opportunity to see, you know, like, this is a lot of, it's a black city kind of. So it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, Philly is, of course, the black city, but, you know, I wanted to be in a warm climate. Right. So. And it's funny you said that, too, because I was talking with uh, J-Force, you know, my partner in crime and radio, and, you know, he is a Philly native. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, where you were in Allentown, PA, like you said, it's right in the middle. Like, so you're mm-hmm. right there in New York, right there yeah, in yeah. Philly. Did you ever feel like there was any particular city that kind of, Lean on you a little bit more? Um, I mean, I would take the bus to New York, so we would go shopping. Um, and then, of course, I had family in Philly, so we went to Philly frequently. Mm. And of course, I had family in Jersey, too, but um, not really. I mean, you would go to Philly for different things, but, you know, if you really wanted to go, like, of course, we would see the Yankees play and stuff like that in New York. Okay. So I didn't really care for the Phillies. It's a baseball team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for it. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still like kind of like uh, an Eagles fan to the heart. But okay. I kind of like had to just 
that go watch the sports because I think it was the last one. All, what's that bar over there by Georgia Tech? It's oh, like a oh, Rocky, uh, the, the Mountain Pizza, Rocky Mountain Pizza one where the Eagles watch. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It's like we, the last time the Eagles were in the playoffs. <laughs> and I just remember seeing Drez beat Nick's face. It's just oh, like, yeah. and even like, even like my roommate at the time, uh, DJ recognized, you know, he's Recognize. a big Eagles fan. And I'm like, we were in there, like all the Eagles fans were in there. And it's just like, I went in there intentionally at the last, <laughs> the last part of the game. And it, and it looked like it was a funeral in there. Oh my and I'm God. just like, see, that's why I can't watch, I can't watch Philadelphia teams anymore. Wow. But I still love y'all, Eagles, you know, <laughs> Sixers, you know, y'all still in my heart. But uh, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that bar, too, because, like, me and Jay Force have, like, an inside joke because we went, we went there one night. A friend of mine uh, invited us out. Uh -huh. I really – it was it was the Eagles versus the Cowboys. And, you know, oh, yeah, it's I, the rivalry. Exactly. Right now I, I think it was, uh, was it the Monday night game or either Sunday night game. But anyway, I had no horse in that race, you know. So I was just there. I just had, like, some regular clothes on. And Jay, I kind of called him last minute. He came out. Uh -huh. And he had like a Philly skull cap on, but he just had like some black clothes on. Now, our homeboy who was with us, one of our guys, was a Dallas fan. Uh -huh. He was sitting at the table. So this girl walks up to us and she was like, Oh my goodness, she's like, How dare y'all have a Cowboys fan? We're like, We're not Cowboys fans. And then she was like, I'm from Philly. And then Jay Force was like, I'm from Philly. And she was like, I'm from West Philly. He's like, I'm from West Philly. <laughs> I'm from West Philly. So every time I see Jay now, I say that because I mean, she just. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm, I'm from Philly. He's like, I'm not yeah. cheering for the Cowboys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole other thing. When yeah, that was always kind of like, you know, whenever you see them play, it would be kind of like the Saints and, you know, uh, Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Falcons, stuff like that, you know, playing. And uh, it's always kind of like, you know, right. ooh, you know. Philly, Philly fans are Philly ruthless, fans man. Are, they're yeah, ruthless, it's, man. It's, it's, it's so they They Don't forget, they, they uh, threw uh, um, what, snowballs at Santa, man. They yeah, blew Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And threw snowballs. But I love Philly. Philly's, Philly, uh, just kind of like that whole area, it's in my heart. It's like I go up and my, my father still lives there. Mm. So I, um, I go up there and, um, of course, I go to like my little – favorite spots, you know, that's probably will I, when I will eat a cheesesteak. I don't really eat right. that much like that, but I'll, I'll have a cheesesteak still. <laughs> and I'll probably go to, like, Egypt Star Bakery up there in Allentown, 4th Street. You okay. Know, so. so you mentioned you came to Atlanta, what did you say, 80? 87, 1987, yeah. So you've been in Atlanta. You've been in Atlanta for a minute. You, you've yeah, seen, I've been here for a minute. I've been here half my life pretty much. You've yeah. seen, like, the growth. You've seen, you've seen the whole thing from yeah, the Olympics. I've seen, and, yeah, I've seen it change. I've and, seen it change. And everything. Yeah. So when you came down here, and it's funny too because when you came down here, a lot of cats came down from Philly. You know, you had like people like yourself, like I said, Jay Force, who I mentioned, mm -hmm. and you had um, like you were one of the back in the day. We go back to the whole Phillies crew and everything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I seen them come up. I seen them come up. I seen that come up. Like talk about like the what was the buzz when people was it just the thing of like people just you know like you said kind of black mecca or, you know because because Brittany you, you, you can attest to this too people come to Atlanta they like oh yeah this is the land of opportunity <laughs> you know everybody come here looking for a dream it's like what's your dream jeez you know we fool don't come here like you, you said no, no more no more <laughs> so we fool we fool yes we, we are fooled I think it's capacity. cool because I, I mean I see a lot of people come and go though it's like it's mm. it's still kind of like thing where it's always kind of like changing even now with the way the the belt line, everything is kind of like starting sure. to take, you know, effect. It's like um, some people don't pan out. I think it's really, a, I, I think it's really like a cool city. As far as the south, it's kind of like really like a cool international place to be. Because right. I mean, I've been to other cities, 
and it really wasn't what I expected. Like when I went out to LA, mm. I was like, wow, there's no black people out here. Man, bruh. I was like, <laughs> not until I got, you know, and it's the first place I seen, but I, this is the first place I seen black people actually drinking coffee. It's that Magic Johnson Starbucks. I'm like, is this like a designated place for all, only black people to drink coffee? Cause I never, it was all black. All black. All black people in there. Yeah. It was a club. Drinking coffee. I was like, man, I've never seen this in my life. Well, you know, I always tell people like Atlanta is like a few places. Where you, I feel like you can see levels of black people. Yeah. Where like I don't think nowhere else you can go. I mean, you can see. Yeah. You can see wealthy black people. You can see poor black people. You can see mid grade. You can see hustlers. Yeah, yeah. You can see all different levels. You know, classy, bougie. Yeah, some yeah, Classy, yeah. ratchet. You know, it's, I do like Atlanta. Like, it's, there's a variety of people. You know, all kind of like walks right. of life. So. It's, so when you hit, you get here, and like you said, a lot of people who also came out from Philly, man, it was like, like I said, the energy, like, like a lot of people were at school, somewhere at Clark, somewhere at Morehouse, somewhere mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in the street. What, what, what do you think collectively, though, a lot of you cats who came down here from like the Philly and some from New York and this? Um, initially, it was definitely like a transition. Uh, it was an adjustment period because when I first came down here, you had to drive everywhere. Um, it was also a thing where there was no sidewalks because I lived in Marietta when I first came here. <laughs> so I was just like... There's no way I'm going to walk on the side of the road like that. Right, it's right. like it's dangerous. So, and then it was a thing where you really couldn't meet people unless, you know, of course you only meet them in the grocery store. Mm. And then I wasn't used to people being like so friendly, you know. I wasn't really mm. used to that, you know. Because usually when you're up north, it's like you're walking fast. You're just kind of like really kind of somewhat guarded. Right. And uh, people down here are like real friendly. It's people like Bridget speaking and, to you. People like Bridget like, saying hey, hello. how you doing? And <laughs> you're sitting there like. But people are, you know, I'm you good. get to the light <laughs> and they wave to you. And then I, I went back up north doing that. And like people look at me like, <laughs> what, what are you looking at? You know, it's like. Wow. <laughs> so it was just kind of like a thing where um, even when, when I went back up north, people said, like, you sound country. You sound like you oh, sound. ATL rubbed off. I mean, it, it's cool. But I mean, living here long enough, you know, I, I kind of hear all the dialects from, you know, like right. people, different parts of town, like Decatur has their own language. Yeah, Decatur Bankhead, is greater. You know, SWATs, stuff like that. You know, you, you hear different kind of like language, you know, here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I really embraced um, right. being here. Of course, my son, my daughter's mm-hmm. 26, my son is 15. So he grew up here. Uh, right. His mother's from the Bronx, too. So it's just okay. like, it's, it's kind of like a thing where, um, I don't know, it's just really a cool spot. I just wish it had like a you know, like a waterfront or something like that, or a pier mm-hmm. or well, something like that. See, here, yeah. you know, it kind of goes with what Brittany was saying. Like, Brittany's talking about we already full. If we had a beach or something like here, it would be like 12 million people in the Yeah, yeah. Then it would be, you know, yeah, you, you, the cost of living would definitely go up, shoot up. Oh, after my that. goodness. Well, you got Lake Lanier. Lake Lanier. Nah. <laughs> Lake Lanier. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> but let me, so, so, you know, you get here, and like I said, people like yourself, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, you go to, like, Canon, Drama, like I said, J Force, all y'all, a lot of people came out here. What was it where, like, y'all, you started to see, because you saw the music scene get built. What was it that you saw that, okay, you know what, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna just start doing the music scene here? Like, I'm really gonna make a. Make um, a- I was in the military for five years. Um, I was in the Air Force. And okay. my dad was in the Air what, Force. What happened was, um, I got most of my experience just DJing every weekend, going to different clubs over there. Um, DJing in France, all uh, different parts of Germany and stuff like that, oh, okay. you know, different bases. And I mean, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, when I came here, I tried to get on the radio and I tried to get into different clubs. 
Um, we're feeling that for mentals. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't successful because you know, for one, it was a lot of politics stuff like that. You know, so what? Still I, are. What I did, like you know, <laughs> I started just volunteering. Like, hey, I'll DJ free, whatever, just so you can see what I can do. Right. Uh, it was in Buckhead, uh, a space called Carnival. So mm. me and a friend of mine, um, he was going to Life College at the time, you know, to be a chiropractor, and uh, Donovan, big up to Cool D, and. Um, of course, he's from Philly. Okay. So, oh, these Philly cats. So he moved down here during the Olympics, <laughs> and uh, I taught him how to DJ. So it was a thing where, like, me and him started just DJing up there. We'd have open mic, stuff like that. Man, places used to be jumping. Mm, so okay. from there, that's when I kind of, like, started, you know, doing my mixtapes, like, in 2000. I started doing Afro-Mentals. Afro-Mentals. And um, basically H2O, uh, Fat Beats. You remember mm, Fat Beats? Fat Beats, okay. Fat Beats used to be on Mitchell Street with uh, Cognito used to be the manager. And, of course, Drama um, used to, um, like, H was his roommate, you know. So Drama um, was getting his covers done by H, and I was getting my covers done. So it was kind of like we were in that circle. And then um, basically what happened was, you know, of course, dramas from Philly. So, I mean, we all kind of like used to hearing, the, you know, the organic kind of like hip hop and stuff like that. Right, so right, right. it's in our blood and it's, you know, it's, but the mixtape aspect, I think, I feel like when we started putting mixtapes out, of course, uh, what was it? Tape, Tape Masters, Marco, Tape, Tape Masters. Yeah. He was really kind of like uh, a big influence on me, really kind of like putting them out and also jazz and earwax. Mm. Is because they really were very supportive uh, initially at me just putting those those tapes out and even Fat Beats, you know. Yeah. And once I started doing it, um, I started doing it consistently and started putting them out. But what really kind of like helped to revolutionize uh, mixtapes is that Drama took the whole yeah. uh, structure that like DJ Clue and all them had right. and started really kind of like mass producing. And see, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's funny because see, a lot of a lot of people right now they hear the term mixtape. You know, people just drop a mixtape online and things like that. But they're more like compilations. More yeah. like compilations. Yeah, they're they're not really mixtapes. Get on yeah. beats, but like what you're talking about and what a lot of people don't realize is the history of it because like you said you had Clue in New York what he was doing mm. with the mixtapes but you're right when you know Drama Cannon and Autumn came out you, you guys were basically he was you're you're doing it here in the south mass producing it Barbara like I said I was coming up you know from Alabama and, and grabbing your mixtapes I grab like just like somebody mm -hmm. in New York where they would come up like let me go grab a clue let me go grab mm -hmm. you know one of these I, I'm like okay let me get let me get a Jamad mm -hmm. you know let me get one of these drama mixtapes mm -hmm. things like that like y'all were really groundbreaking uh, as far as how you set it up I mean did you it's did all you know, about branding it, it, well the thing is it has everything to do with branding and and what um, of course affiliates the way everything was structured it was really like a good business model is because everyone was doing a thing and was branding themselves. Right. And then we all worked together. And so, because um, you had uh, Sense, uh, Canon, and Drama, they were both doing their show on Sirius XM. And then Drama put me, you know, he, of course, he got me plugged in the Sirius as well, doing the Afro yeah. Mix show. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, it's really good if people like really make sure you always stick together and work together because 
you can accomplish way more when you have a machine <laughs> versus just doing Man. it yourself. You know, Jay, you know, Jay Forrest and I talk about this all the time. You know, it's like you can get so much more work done together because, you know, that's one thing. Like, he's taught me a lot, and he and I work together well. And even, you know, with Brittany, with uh, the team that she works with, with ETL Remix, with mm -hmm. Gerald and Big D, you know, they kind of they, they get that concept as well because, I mean, what Gerald and Brittany and all of them do, they always inviting me to the show and things like that. I, like I said, I, I think, I don't know what it is, you know, especially that concept, especially right now with social media and stuff, mm -hmm. right? Everybody mm -hmm. wants to, to get the light. It's like nobody wants to work together. Sometimes they're worried about who's going to get that shot. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that because I oh. see a lot of that in ATL, like a lot of camaraderie, like on the music scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you feel like we just this generation in general has kind of lost that sense of like togetherness as far as working together? No, I just don't think the revolution is ever going to be like televised like that. I feel like it's always like it's always bubbling, you know, on the ground level. Uh, I feel like people really are um, more like connected and they're starting to reach out to one another and work together because hmm. um, the thing is, that's why I don't really watch TV and stuff like that, because I don't get caught <laughs> up in a lot of stuff, because when you really think about it, it's almost like when you have to edit a video, you know, you got tons of footage. True. So when you have to narrow it down, you're not seeing all the work that went into, mm -hmm. you no know, context. the whole process. You're not seeing the whole process. And, man, people be out there for 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah. Just on to get on a set, minutes. you know, yeah, just on set to do a three-minute video. So it's mm -hmm. like, the thing is, a lot of stuff that's actually happening. When people start to hit all the artists that are hitting now, that are out there, was Chili Chills and all these other guys are just kind of like out here doing their thing. Yeah, these people are up day in, in you know, day out. It's like right. working, work on our craft. So they deserve to be wherever they at when they make it. You know, so uh, I, I do feel like um, uh, people do need to kind of like communicate more and. Um, connect more with one another because uh, I think the biggest problem is that we need to control these dollars and circulate those mm, dollars within uh -oh. our own circles. Uh-oh. You know? Uh-oh. See, you know, man, and, and that's, that's the bigger picture because kind of goes back to what you spoke about earlier, mm -hmm. the politics, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, we've dealt with politics uh, being on, you know, uh, FM radio, being not on FM radio, mm -hmm. uh, dealing with different politics, different stations, online stations, things like that. Like I said, until you uh, work to really control something. That's that's the problem a lot of mm -hmm. times now is that mm -hmm. we have that creative idea, but we don't control the platform that it's on. Mm -hmm. And and definitely got to organize. I mean, you really have to kind of like really. Um, for one, you got to get together, right? Consistently and, and communicate. Get that and together, organize. And then you have to have a plan. It's like the biggest problem is people just don't want to plan anything. And it's like you hear that, Odell? You got the plan. They're not planning anything. It's like there's no going. goal. There's no direction. No there's last no, minute. There's just there's just no clear like no clear concise cl plan. Clear agenda. It's like it's it's like well, it's just shooting the dark. You know. Now, now, now I will say because see, Brittany's trying to make a joke because I sometimes I do these things on the fly, but I do have an agenda. Okay, uh, Brittany, I always have a outline and things I'm going to get mm -hmm. you. Side you just don't let that's nobody else know to the last minute. That's but that's side-eye game is ridiculous, know. man. That side-eye game is ridiculous. But nah, that, that is very true. And I think that is, uh, you know, Jamal made a point as well, you know, because I think that's in the forefront. Yeah, it's not shown that people are working together, but there are people who work together because, like I said, from the first time I met Jamal, 
he's always been cool. Even mm-hmm. to the point where, like, even recently, we started talking. We were like, hey, man, you, you want to get some drops? You want different things? Yeah. Like, little stuff like that. I think about it because I'm like, okay, well, you, and, and that in turn forces me to now when I meet other people, I do the same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, man, you know, let me know. Give me a script or something. I might get a drop from yeah, you. And my power. Yeah, that's, I mean, my power really lies in, in helping people because when you help others, especially people that are less fortunate, it helps you to not even dwell on any issues that you may have in your life. So what it's really doing is empowering you because you're empowering someone else. So if you lift people up, I mean, you, you know, really, I, I believe wholeheartedly in like teaching people how to fish and not giving people fish, not mm. enabling people. So it's like, mm. I don't want to be enabled either. Yeah, there you go. Because the only way you're going to grow and you're going to, you know, you have to learn and you have to apply the knowledge, you know, as right. well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's how we grow. It's like, you know, you're going to go through pain and people have to learn to accept the pain and stop trying to like stuff it or mm, accept it hide it yeah it's like people want to like take you know aspirin and medicate <laughs> themselves drink you know yo it's like yeah it's like i've been through all this stuff. i've been right. through i've been through a lot of shit you know what i mean can i curse on here like, you well, can't curse. Late now, but, <laughs> yeah. but anyways like for all I love, those I love, listening i, love, I, love I mean if you if you're going through yeah, it you know it's just it's just that hey you know when you really start to talk to other people and you just ask them like you know how do you feel right let people like let your elders and stuff like that stop. and even like in yeah. like with my son it's like i'm like ask him like how do you feel yeah. Because one thing I like to say, I, a friend of mine like uh, told me one day, he's like, you know, I tell my son, I respect his mind. Mm. That's the most powerful thing you can tell anyone, really, yeah. not just a child. Because if you respect someone's mind, that means you respect what they see. Right. Because we see with our mind, you know, not with the eyes. We see with our mind. Man, that is, that's some jewels right there. You know, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk, we're going to talk with uh, Jamad. I want to talk about one thing that I will say that you do probably better than a lot of people is the collaborations. Mm. Because if you look at some of the Afro-Men, man, Jemada collaborated with everybody. <laughs> he <done> collaborated <laughs> with visual almost artists. Almost everybody. Well, almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to different places. Not even here in Atlanta, you know. So we're gonna talk about that. Also your experimentation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Jemada will experiment with all kinds of different sounds, different genres and stuff like that. And we'll also talk about you know, you mentioned your child. Talk about a little bit about fatherhood okay. as well. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, myself, we got Brittany, alone in Atlanta. She's kind of quiet follow- over here. Uh, I, I I'm just taking it all in. Like, you're just really dropping some, some knowledge over dropping here. Dropping them jewels. You catching them? Yeah, I'm okay. catching them. Right. Put them in my purse <laughs> while y'all talking. <laughs> all right, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. So me at Odell Odell's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Odell for Odell's Roundtable. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I want to encourage everyone to go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Just type in Odell's Roundtable on your iPhone or your iTunes or whatever. If you don't have that, you also can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Just uh, type in Odell, search for Odell or by Odell, Odell's Roundtable, and Stitcher as well. And also get interactive with the show. You can tweet us at ORT Show. That's on Twitter. You can also follow the show on Instagram and check out photos from recordings and shows at ORT Show as well. And if you ever have any questions, you want to email a topic or a suggestion, or just want to say what's up and give some feedback, email me at ortshow at gmail.com. That's ortshow at gmail.com. And now, back to the show. With DJ Jamad, 
still here with Brittany from ATL Remix. And, you know, I, I mentioned about the collaboration because one thing about Jemai, like I said, you collaborated, whether it be with visual artists, whether it be, you know, CP the artist who did this cover, whether it's Fabian, um, I mean, back when the Harlem Bar was here. Uh, Rest in peace. You missed the Harlem Bar? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was my spot. I mean, okay. to, uh, what's, what's my man out there in North Carolina, like uh, Soul Kitchen? Oh, my kitchen, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you practice what you preach. When you yeah. say it like that, I mean, yeah. is, is that something you, where you just reach out to these people, or people reach out to you? Because it's I mean, both. It's both. You know, I think uh, community, well, nation building is really, really important to me because mm. my family is important to me. Nation building, Brittany, you hear that? And um, the thing is, um, I feel like my life is to be the example for the ne next generations that are coming after me. So you know, and I want to impact and leave a legacy where people can kind of like, hey, you know. I want to leave people something, you know, mm. that they can use and utilize, you know, not no bills, you know, <laughs> not just some bills or nah, that, 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 pocket full of stones, you know. That that is that is very important and is, it is well documented from what you're doing and also experimentation, because I mean, you know, Brittany, like you maybe listen to Afro Mental State, right? And of course. In, in your mind, Mike, he he might throw on a Rock Kim track and have some samba music underneath it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's no telling. I mean, like, yeah. you, you will, you, <laughs> bro, I mean, you will try, you will try. I, like, it's so funny because sometimes with some of the Afro-Mentals tapes, they mess up, mess me up from listening to certain mainstream music because Jamai done <laughs> flipped the beat and then added something and everything. So when I hear the song now on regular radio, I'm expecting to hear. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm expecting to hear the Jamai version. I'm like, man, this song ain't even sound the same no more. Yeah, my philosophy is, is based in like, because um, I'm a visual artist for the most part, that's why you see the art. But right. what it is, I like contrast. So mm -hmm. if it's, basically I look at the trends that are going on. Um, I'm not really one to kind of like, get so caught up in trends, but I, I like to read, okay, this is what's happening, because I'm a, I'm a observer. Right, so right. the thing is, you know, people like to trap and this artist and that, well, I'm gonna bring it back towards what I like, right. and then I'm gonna put my spin on it. So I'm gonna mix it, match it up with like some soul music, something like that, some Isaac Brothers or something like that. Mm -hmm. To, uh, because I'm a musician at heart, I, you know, I grew up playing the trumpet. So the thing is, I wanna hear music. Right. So if I don't like how I hear it, you know, I have to make sure that it has the right vibration for me, mm. you know, to feel it. Because if I don't feel it, I'm like, and that's what people, places, anything, any experience, I need to feel it. If I don't feel it, I try to make it more where I can adapt, you know, to the environment. And it makes me feel like, okay, all right, <laughs> this way it should be. Yeah. Now, that's definitely true. I mean, I th I, you know, you do an excellent job with that. And Brittany was talking about how, like, you know, she actually dances when mm -hmm. she goes to uh, Jamai. Talk about that, Brittany. What, what is it about when Jamai gets on there and does these mixes? I mean, it's unique, uh, you know, and I guess that's what gets me is because I'm not hearing the same old same. Because, like, you could tell certain <laughs> DJs out here on the scene had the same shots. Track list. I didn't even mention any names because I'm not going to because you know I, like I got to be song, out in these streets. <laughs> but I, I do gotta, like that song. But it's it's like the same track list. Like even when you know people are DJing live, like from the you know the radio broadcast, and it's right. like you can predict what's happening next. And Jamal surprises me. You know, <laughs> so I'll be sitting there vibing, Thank and you. something will come on that you know sounds good to me mm -hmm. or is unexpected or something I haven't heard in a minute. Okay. So. 
you know, he, he definitely brings a unique style to the ATL music yeah, scene. It's, it's really organized confusion. Because what, what it is with me, <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> I don't really rehearse or plan my sets. And when I do do it, it tends to not even go that way anyway. Right. So I'm very much an improvised uh improvisationalist, if mm. that's even a word. But, <laughs> but I, a lot of times it is, it's, it's really kind of like based in the feel. Because uh, what it is, I listen to so much new music. Mm. I just want to try to find a way to break it and play it and, you know, get people to experience it. And see, that, that's so true because the same thing, you know, I bring up with Jay as well because it's amazing how, like you said, and Brittany's brought up, people play the same thing. Like So many people are afraid to play new music, mm-hmm. afraid to play, uh, just give it a try, break it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, it's almost, some certain people have to wait for somebody else to validate it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we know Jamai definitely doesn't subscribe mm-hmm. to. Like It's he, changing, though, because Atlanta's really the only place you can go to a club and hear mm-hmm. house music, True. trap. Uh, classics, <laughs> reggae music, R and B, all in the same place, and you got all these <laughs> different types of people yeah. grooving to it. Right. You know, it's like I remember going to Chicago and going to this place called Chick Ricks. Okay, and it was like it was like gangsters waiting in line to get up in there, <laughs> but it was playing house music up in there. I was like, wow, this is that's Chicago, you know? That's Chicago, like, right? But like DC with the. Uh, um, Go-go. I never really been to a go-go experience what? in D.C. Only only sing is this guy that was from D.C. that lived here, and okay. he was doing like uh, he had Killer Mike uh, performing with like a go-go band. Wow. wow! And then he brought down Bahamadi, and I think she performed with a go-go wow. band. So, but it didn't catch on though, because it's just yeah. not enough mm-hmm. people here to kind of like it's not enough of that audience. And here. even when I was in D.C. and I kicked it a few times, I, I didn't really get a chance. A friend, of my, I went to some parties, but a friend of mine he told me he's like, man. I wish you were here a little bit longer. I could take you to a true, true go-go, you know, like underground close spot. I really wanted to go to. I don't really care for go-go. Honestly. <laughs> oh, dang. I don't think I care for blues. So I don't really care for go-go. I don't care for. Uh, I like yeah. I like I like old school. I like old school country music actually. Like, okay. You know, wow. Johnny Cash stuff like that. I'll okay. listen to like the yeah, but. So no go-go on Afromentals. Nah, I'm not really feeling go-go. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, DC. I love Come y'all. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't really care for it. Okay, okay. Because if I hear something like, and if, even if there's like kind of like things where it's kind of like predictable, it like especially like certain um, like rhythmic patterns or like house music, if it sounds like a just like a, a kit that everybody's using, mm-hmm. it gets redundant. And then I'm like, ah oh, man, it's the same thing. I can mix all the songs together. And it's like, what's the whole point of hearing different artists if they all sound the same? So. True. Well, you know, and it's, okay, we're talking about, like like you said, when you do walk But I do like reggae, though. When they do, like, them rhythms, oh, and they be like, know. I mean, I feel like that's kind of, like, more authentic, you know, because at you least people sing. You can some go-go with some reggae. <laughs> you know? Some go-go with reggae? Uh-huh. But, go reggae. But I do like. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's. it's when you, I like trouble funk, though. Trouble funk? Yeah, I like, I like, the, I like the old school stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like. It's just more musical, but right. I don't know. It's just the newer stuff. It's just kind of like, it's just not enough technical. And see, that's it's not so intricate. You know, there's right. no, there's no, the sequences aren't there the way I want to hear them. You know. And that's what I was gonna say about with Jamai because I know some of the recent times I've seen Jamai. I mean, I've seen Jamai play numerous times, but I think about a couple of recent times, and he played at uh, pretty sweet. It was like mm-hmm. an outside party, an outside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's back, a great party. Back oh, when that's a great mother. party. Yeah. Like, like last year, and then also. 
uh, not, uh, and then you play inside Mother. I think one time when uh, was it DJ Delivers mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. move yeah right yeah and, yeah. and, and, and shout out DJ Delivers DJ Delivers it's a homie and the thing Where is what's up is that when like Brittany was saying because when Jamal gets up there I remember I, see, I saw him like. Right before he went on and delivered the thing, I was like, you know, trying to get a feel of his vibe is, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna go over here and play, play a little music, you know, but he pops his laptop open and this is like, I wasn't sure if he, if he had organized it, because next thing you know, he started playing some camp I'm blow. never organized. And then, like I said, but he had, yeah, it, I'm never you, really organized. Did you go with the feeling of the crowd or is it, because as a DJ, because mm-hmm. you're kind of like a, like a maestro in a sense, right? You, yeah. You're orchestrating to that mm-hmm. crowd. You're out there, you're making sure you're trying to get Brittany to, Put that coke in. Well, no, she don't put the coke down. Coke in. Uh, Jack. Jack like, and Coke. Don't just be saying coke out here. She don't put a Jack. The coke. Like, <laughs> might be some officers watching. Like, I'm sorry. She don't, she don't put a Jack I and know. Coke down. I'm sorry. She doesn't put a Jack and Coke down. She picks it up and gets on the dance floor. Do you even watch that? Like, what's going on out there? Just, yeah, I'm very observant of, you know, who's watching me. Mm. Uh, but it's, if it triggers me, then I know it's going to trigger them. Okay. But you. for the most part, it's like, uh, is it really just based on feel? Mm. Like, cause I can feel the energy coming back to me and I can see the eyes. I can see people walking out the door. You know, I can mm. see, you know, when people are really grooving, if the head nods ain't there, then I make sure to make them nod, you know? Right. So that's very important. I mean, and, and people, any DJ coming into the game now should know it's like, it's all about, you know, people's reaction to what you're spending. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't see that, you don't see people like looking like they're going to the bar to buy more drinks, <laughs> then you're not going to be DJing. Right, because some people long, will, yeah. will still sit up there and then they watch people dissipate from the dance floor and they will still they like, just I'm, keep doing Yeah, because if do. I get like some strange looks back to me like, what the? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what no, because like, you know, those type of DJs got their set yeah. playlist, like, and they don't deviate from it. Like, even when they don't yeah. see, you know, the crowd moving to it, it's like, well, this is what I have planned, so this is what I'm going to do. So. But I did learn that in the beginning. I mean, you, you learn those things in the beginning because initially I did come out there saying, oh, I'm going to play my music, stuff like that, you know, gonna listen to I'm going to play like third bass and all this other stuff, like... <laughs> Gonna listen to what I got. This is when you had you to bring like eight crates of records. You know, you bringing all your crates of records and you playing all this stuff. <laughs> then you said, "I'm like, man, like that's when you started to learn. Like, hey, you're gonna have to stick to the hits." Right, right. But then what I do is I just sneak the records that I like in there, mm. and that sound familiar. And of course, if they're in the same key, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can sneak them in there okay. under people's noses, you know. And then before you know, it's like. But then you got to hit them back again. You got to bring them back to. So it's it's kind of like a yo-yo effect, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and like you said, Afro Mentals is not to me. It's not just like you said a mixtape. It's a movement. Yeah, uh, it it definitely is a lifestyle that I live. It's it's I do uh, promote this Afro mentality. It's all about uh, expanding the mind. Right. And it, and that's really kind of like the main thing is like you know because I'm really all for one, one for all. And the thing is. I love all the musicians, the artists, no matter what genre of music they're doing, all the DJs, no matter what level they are, beginners, you know, even if they whack, but even if they're the best, it's like, I embrace them, it's because, you know what, I've been there before, I've been whack DJ before, it's like, you know, and I'm not saying I'm the best either, it's just that I'm confident at what I do, and I just, I just, I'm just being myself, Mm. and people just kind of like, you know, get out here and do your thing. I like DJs like Martina McFly, Speaker Fox, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Cut. I mean, I really support Princess Root Cut, the, yeah. the women, 
because they're very things. important at um, changing kind of like the landscaping of the music is because mm -hmm. the more that people see women DJing and having a good time and they're really getting into music because they're able to be a lot more flexible than men because mm. they can play the stuff <laughs> that they can play the aphromental <laughs> stuff and the people I've seen them it's like they're playing stuff people don't know but because they're attractive, people still stay on the dance floor. <laughs> if I play it, I can't even get that pass. So that's it's why true, that's though. why it's very it's very true. I watched this woman like play mm. for an hour. I'm like, yo, I was steady like Shazamming songs, <laughs> taking like screenshots. I'm like, yo, what's that? What's that? What's this? It's like right, right, right. I was getting schooled, but at the same time, she like warmed it up for me. I'm like, yo, yeah. you kept everybody on the dance floor for an hour with stuff I never heard before. I'm like, wow. Mm. So big shout out to anyone out there just really kind of like breaking new music. Right. Because what we want to do is we really want to elevate uh, the people's minds out here. And mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. I mean, you can be original. You can it be is about artistry. It is about like using your imagination. And we need to just need to do more of that. And that's what our kids deserve it. You know what I mean? Our, our, our people deserve it. Yeah, because like, you know, and I mentioned, you know, like for instance, well, you know, Brittany doesn't have Instagram in it. You don't have Instagram. She doesn't have Instagram. Ooh, okay. I, oh, wow. It's no, funny I don't. because Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> you don't have Instagram. Like, wow. <laughs> but now, you know, because I was talking with Jay Force earlier. He said, he said man, Jamai, he said, make sure you tell Jamai that he, you know, he's one of my favorite people to follow on IG. He said, because for one, you know, all the different health things that you'll post. Yeah. And also, like, you, you also post just great art, uh, great visual art, just stuff like some, even me, even me having a, Degree in art sometimes. Like, oh. Yeah, big shout out to David Patterson because we always, be, me and you, like, oh, know about the, that dude. That dude's incredible. That's the homie. I got I got Where is David? Yeah. Oh, man. Where is David? I, 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 <laughs> that, that's, that, you know, I got I to put my detective cap on yeah. and, 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 oh. and find my boy David. That's, that's, that's a good brother. But yeah, so. Well, one of the things that, like, I'm, uh, I actually look up to uh, this um, Hazik Ali. He's a mentor Hazik, that yeah. I look up to. And um, he does these affirmations yeah, he does daily. Know, every morning. And um, the one thing he does say, and it, it's kind of like stays on my mind, is like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So mm -hmm. that whole Afro mentality thing is it's really kind of synonymous based on how I am anyway. I'm like, well, how I do one thing is how I do everything. So if I'm slacking mm -hmm. on this, I know I'm probably slacking on that. So that's why I really started being a little bit more consistent on how I eat is because mm -hmm. how I eat also affected how I think and how I think also affected how I spoke. And how I spoke also affected how my actions mm. and what I did in life. And then it also impacted my relationships, it impacted just everything. Like even how I was a father, yeah. how I fathered. So when I started, my son was with me like say, three summers young, ago and I was like, man. he needed to lose a little weight. He was carrying <laughs> a little weight up high on his chest. I was like, you know what? We're gonna lose that this summer. And you did that with them. Look, like I said, I would see a picture of you going on Stone. You know, yeah, Stone we go Mountain. Stone Mountain. It was like we go because he was talking about his back. I'm like, man, your back hurt. Man, I'm way older than you. You exactly. talking about your back hurt? I'm like, my back should be hurt. So I'm like, no, we can't have this because you know what it is. We in the South, and it's like there's some good food out here. Good soul food. Good. Yeah, it's like I, I didn't realize the food was so bad up north until I went up there. I'm like, I'm like this food is horrible up here. Like y'all don't have grits. Like, what? like what's a grit? Like, and then when, and then when people were telling me they don't eat sweet potatoes, like you don't eat sweet potatoes. Oh, no sweet. Oh, like, we done converted you. No yeah, sweet I was just like, nothing. man, you're tripping. 
But the thing is, Atlanta is one of the best places because they're, they're very artistic and yeah. creating all kinds of just new. It's like I eat broccoli tacos down here, and them things are swinging. I'm like, man, broccoli tacos? Wait, bar taco? No, it was this place. I don't know. Yeah, we don't even, we don't even, we don't even, we don't even free advertising. I don't even think they really were putting on, yeah, like, say, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. on blast because But the fact that they were rock time, I mean, it, it made me think about, hey, you don't always have to have some meat and stuff like that. It's like, right. it just, I just stopped eating fast food altogether. Cause I'm like, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this. Like, so when I started like using my imagination, you know, I got me a Vitamix and a nice juicer. And, there you go. And then I started following like Tear Goes Green. Yeah, you know, like I said, that's, that's another person. Sipsanaki. I, I, I didn't and, know about uh, you until know. I followed on your, your IG. I'm like, man. Yeah, it's like I learned from all that. See, the same way I kind of like pick up things with music, like with art and kind of like just digging into crazy discovery. I like to discover. I was like, I love knowledge. It's just like, and I love to apply it. Mm. And it, you don't really have to be this, you know, like sounding all like you you just need to be where you're at like where you're comfortable it's like you know because i'll be the first to tell you i don't know everything so exactly. it's like so the thing is uh but i can find out i can find <laughs> you google i mean you know you can you can look and, and read but the main thing is most people are just too lazy to even google they'll ask you something and call you up like hey <laughs> did you google that yet did you google it oh good. Like, with a laptop right in front of them yeah, so I think I, I think that <laughs> what it is, you, most people are really scared. They're scared to try new things. They're scared to like I don't know how to cook. Like mm. that they're used to someone else making soul food and doing all this stuff. So it's kind of like really people aren't thinking. They're just replaying this loop in their head. You know, mm. they're not really thinking. Just, people think they're thinking, but you're not really thinking. You're not really thinking. Yeah. So, speaking of the music and what are you listening to or what, what's something new? You put people on and then also follow up with like you know how people can get in contact with you and what you got going on um what's new i'm listening to because um, Brittany, here's the thing i need i need you to give some names for Brittany because Brittany, she she lit her playlist it's still like from 1983 and everything you know he she, tried she, it she now see 1983. i i'm a i love i'm stuck in the 80s i love the 80s i love the 80s, 80s pop rock yeah. soft rock yeah. So she, That's yeah. so he makes like fun of me because whenever I, I control rock, the yeah. music on the remix, oh you can tell it's me. Yeah. Well, so. when, when, when <laughs> Brittany is playing it, you got some what, some old culture clubs, some Terrence Trent Darby, mm-hmm. some old Chucky Booker, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I can't really rec- like names of artists right off the top. I can't tell you because it's like there's so much, but I do like uh, 22 tracks. Um, I like movement.com. It's M O O V M N T.com. BamaLoveSoul.com. BamaLoveSoul, what's up, Radu? Um, I also love going to Rapamelo. Um, and I, I got this app on my phone called Sounds App. And mm. it plays, and of course, SoundCloud is pretty, pretty dope. Um, I lef- listen to Lefto, Benji B, still uh, on um, Deviation. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm really just resourceful. It's just like, there's there's a couple actually. I want to be, give a shout out to TR3. Um, he's an artist you want to check out. Also, Naomi, big shout going out to you. Okay. Um, there's another rap group that I can't even remember their name. They got some real funky stuff. Um, I was listening to someone on Spotify, but there's mm-hmm. just so much dope music out here now. It's just mm-hmm. like you just gotta get to work. Like, so yeah, you can't be lazy. I mean, there's a group called Age of Luna to check out. out Age of, of London, Luna out of London. Oh, okay. A real okay. Dope group. You can check out Brittany. They're actually okay. current. 
music too. You know? I think what I think what's good is that you know, of course, you know, I, I respect all, you know, the pioneers like Erica Badu. She's that mixtape is really really fresh, man. It's like, man, it's really. The whole concept of it. Have you have you heard it? We need Tyrone's story though. We need. I mean, it just flows through, and it's just it's it's really cool. It's like that someone that's been around that long. She's been around over twenty years. Mm -hmm. So you talking about she's been really kind of like consistent, and she's like in the forefront, and just. uh, But I like how she's really kind of like linking with the younger generation, collaborating with Drake and other stuff like that. I mean, I just like to see more collaborate efforts uh, with. You know, with the people that's kind of like, you know, Come have up. names and stuff like that. And even kind of like some of the ones that are like G's and stuff like that. I like to hear them doing just like stuff with like Pharrell or something like that and mix yeah. it up, you know, like, you know. Just change it up, yeah. You know, just change it up and make some that, you know, that, you know, get the women in that back on the dance floor and get, the, I want to see go. women and men dancing together, you know. I like to hear some <laughs> duets. Wouldn't that It'd be, be cool dope to hear some duets. That's why the Andre 3000 joint. Oh, what's right. it called? Hello? Is yeah. it called Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah just to hear like a duet, Isley, you know. Hello, it's me. It's- Cause no, the last no, duet we heard longer. was the Miguel and um, Janelle Monae yeah, song. Yeah, that was hot. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I can't recall any other duets, you know. And I want to hear more of that kind yeah. of stuff with music, you know. And it'd be, it'd be dope to see duets again. It'd be dope to see, like I said, men and women dancing together on the dance floor. Yeah, MTV yeah. Playing I mean, we got enough Trey Song, R. Kelly. We got enough of all that, you know. We got enough of all that. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, re- I respect everybody, like what they do, but right. I want to hear more music. music. Let's make some music. Let's make some music. <laughs> <laughs> Make some music. Well, tell the people, man, like anything you got coming up, or how they can reach you, uh, how they can get in contact well, with you. Well, you can visit my website, afromentals.com. You know, you can buy some merch. There you go. You can support me there. You know, buy some medallions. See that right know. there? See the shoes? See shirts. Um, also, you can check me out every Sundays. I'm doing uh, Soulful Sundays at Moves Music. Ah, yeah. Um, also, L Bar, every first Wednesday of the month, I'll be at L Bar, ATL. So you check me out there. I'll have various guests coming in and um, spinning with me. Um, and then I'm going to relaunch uh, Afro Mental's Mix Show. So oh, yes. I'm not, I'm not yes. really, uh, you know, disclosing a lot of information on that because now I'm just restructuring. I just moved. So, right, right. But I'm about to relaunch that. So there's a lot of great things happening because I'm working with healers, nutritionists, um, all kinds of people, all kinds yes. of counselors, and, you know, all kinds of things that are really out here to help the community. So. Yeah. And for those who don't I'm know, when, when, when your show was on Sirius, uh, it was one of the, it, it was a top show. It was well noted. I mean, I, a lot of people. I did that show for five years, and I would do it two hours before I went to the dental office to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up at probably about like two in the morning and do the show, go straight to work. See, a lot of people don't, yeah. that's the stuff that people don't see. People see... You know, you in a DJ booth. I see you hanging out. Yeah. And I see you backstage at a yeah, concert yeah. and stuff like that. And they'd be like, oh, "Okay, man." We try to get the show live, like live remote, but because it right. was on a Sunday, um, they didn't have the, you know the manpower to kind of right. like you know help facilitate that in well, New York. Because when they yeah, were doing it, the files in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they would. Well, the affiliates, you know, with drama and them, they would do the show live on Friday. Right. So they would still have people in the studio like working on Friday. Well, on the weekend, it just. You know, yeah. it didn't pan out. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what people don't. People don't see the work that is put in like that. They just see the kind of boy. I did a lot of work on that, <laughs> but it was well worth it nah, because it was, I wouldn't it, be who I am today, you know, without going through that it, whole experience. It was so well received, and like I said, that's something that I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's, it's coming back. That's that's that's, that's breaking news yeah, right there, Brittany. Yeah. You hear that? I know we broke it. 
<laughs> DJ Jamal for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal for the people, man. But now, nah, like I said, you definitely need to follow Jamal. Uh, check him out on social media, things like that. Anything you want to, Brittany? And I know you want to ask him where he's going to play at next. Yeah. He I just, he just said we didn't I, get to talk about I that know, whole cuffing season uh, thing. That was, that was the, the last show you said? The cuffing season thing? We didn't, get to, we didn't get a chance to talk about a relationship. Yeah, so. yeah we did. Well, you know, but I, you, we can talk about that next time. Yeah, yeah. Jamai schooled me, though, on my well, on my name, you know, and, and the hidden meaning behind cuffing. You know, you do you remember that conversation yeah, I remember, on Twitter? I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember we, we had a, a nice long conversation about a hundred yeah. tweets. So just remember, you don't have to cuff people. You don't have to cuff them. <laughs> well, you know, not less in the bedroom, but otherwise, you don't you don't have to you don't have to possess or control people. I, it's funny you said it too because I was gonna, you know, what was it? Uh, J Force told me to ask the same thing. He said, "Man, I was talking with Jamar about like possession because like it seemed like nowadays with people when they have relationships." You know, you almost treat the person like they are a possession. He's like, he would yeah, love yeah, you just yeah, elaborate on that. Yeah, it's all based in, well, it's all based in fear, you know. So you either come from a place of love, and it needs to be like unconditional love. For one, you need to be, it needs to be like you love yourself. You put yourself first because you, you put yourself first. That's that's putting God first because you're one with God. Mm-hmm. Then you can, you know, when you love yourself, of course, you can have healthy relationships mm-hmm. with other people because you attract that same love that you have mm-hmm. for yourself. So that's just the main thing is how it works. It's like, I feel like most people are dishonest, they're lying, they're playing <laughs> games, you got the phone and all the social media stuff. It's just a bunch of just gaming stuff. Uh, once I detached from a lot of that stuff, I started to realize, well, what's more important? Man, I want to focus on, mm-hmm. for one, how I feel. And then it, it enabled me to, well, it empowered me to really focus more on being a better father you go. And also being a good, per- a better person overall. You know? a good person. Yeah, yeah. So the main thing is because you don't know, you don't. Time is something you don't have enough of. You don't know when your time is up. So the thing is, I say, how you live your life every day should be like your last. And how you treat people is like, I make long-term relationships. So any relationships that I get in, like, of course you're gonna learn those relationships because mm. it's something to learn about yourself. But I know with most people I know, man, <laughs> long term, long term relationships. Man. Yeah. That's that's quality stuff right there. Yeah. I love my life, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm go. a wealthy man. <laughs> I'm a wealthy man. It's like that like the Bob Marley said, he said, Do you get something that uh things that money can't buy? It's true wealth. That's it. Yeah, that's true wealth. It's like um um I don't know. I guess the car has been dealt right with me <laughs> because, I mean, I'm just, I'm very thankful and grateful for the life I have. Well, we, and I appreciate all the support. I mean, I definitely appreciate having you on the show. Like I said, mm-hmm. Jamad is one of those people that no matter, every time I see Jamad out, he's always got something positive to say. Always going to take the time to say what's up. Never, never I appreciate know it, man. Never know Hollywood stunting. Never none of that kind of stuff right there. You know, any last words, Brittany? No, I'm just, you know, grateful that I actually got to have a sit down and chit chat with you because you're always behind the booth, making people move, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got I'm a chance to learn some stuff. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me. Oh, exactly. We appreciate having you. And also, make sure you follow Jamai. Make sure you, how, how can the people follow you, Brittany? Uh, oh, Brittany. Oh, yeah. yeah, how can they follow you? Uh, no IG. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Alone in Atlanta on Twitter. SoundCloud, Alone in Atlanta. YouTube, Alone in Atlanta. And you yeah, can check her it. out on what, Friday nights. Oh, yeah, Friday nights on the remix, 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., 89.3 FM, WRFG. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, Jamad, 
one last time if you uh, follow you, can, you you can follow me at DJ Jamad as DJ J-A-M-A-D on uh, Twitter on Instagram and you can follow Afromentals A-F-R-O-M-E-N-T-A-L-S on um, on Twitter as well and also Instagram especially Instagram I love Instagram, Instagram. and as always <laughs> make sure you follow the show you can tweet us follow us at ORT show that's or- on Twitter and on Instagram you can follow me as well at Art by Odell. That's A-R-T-B-Y-O-D-E-L-L. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, make sure you follow Live Hip Hop Daily. You can visit Live Hip Hop Daily 24-7. Uh, great shows like this one, as well as Good Hennessy. A lot of the good shows. But uh, we just appreciate you stopping by. Once again, like I said, the roundtable is meant for a place to have real topics, real discussion. But it's also a place where I use my platform to introduce who I feel are dope people to the world that I think you should know. And DJ Jamad is definitely one of those. And I guess I include Brittany as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but this is your boy Odell. I'll just have a joke with Brittany. But this is Odell for Odell's Roundtable. We're signing out. We'll see you next time.